Hello and welcome back to Fishnets and Philosophy. This is your host, Mixbell Morrigan, and I am interrupting my deep dive into the Purge franchise to bring you a very special bonus episode. In this episode, I sat down with Sonora and Nico, who are the two absolute powerhouses behind the upcoming anthology series titled Diet Riot, a fatter punk anthology, which is going to be a series of stories that focus on fat characters in horror literature. And in this conversation, we had a brilliant discussion about fatness, horror, films, literature, fat phobia, and just how to be better people. I will give you just a quick warning that during the recording my internet did go down so if there is any audio issues about at the halfway mark of the episode apologies in advance but I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation which was so much fun to have. Hello and welcome back to Fishnets and Philosophy. This is your host Mix Bell Morrigan and I am bringing a bonus episode your direction as I have both Sonora and Nico on to discuss their upcoming anthology which is Diet Riot, a fat punk anthology and we're also going to just talk about general fat positivity and contrast it with what seems to be mostly in existence is fat um, phobia and negativity on screen and just in media in general. So before we jump into the conversation, if you can both kind of just say a little bit about yourselves, what your association with the horror genre in general itself is. Sure. All right. So I'm Nico and I have been writing horror since about 2017. I have a couple of books out. I've done, this is my second anthology, and I have another one actually coming out later, a pro-choice anthology. And I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah, some short stories out in the universe as well. I do a lot of B-horror, a lot of like comedy horror. And then I go completely the opposite end to a lot of like relationship, mother, bad mother type of horror. <laughs> That's pretty disturbing. So I'm on opposite ends of the spectrum with my writing most of the time. That's me. Amazing. And uh, my name's Sonora Taylor. Uh, I've been writing professionally since about 2016. Um, I have seven books published, uh, four short story collections, and three novels. I'm uh, working on some short stories to appear in anthologies. Um, and I have had stories published before in e-zines and anthologies and uh, podcasts. Uh, probably a couple of my more well-known works are Little Paranoia Stories, Without Condition and Seeing Things. And my most recent release is Someone to Share My Nightmares, uh, which is all uh, erotic horror, romantic horror. Um, and then my next book is Diet Riot with Nico. And that's my first anthology that I've co-edited. So I'm very excited about that. Amazing. And thank you both for coming on to talk about both like your upcoming anthology and just the general um, presence of fat positivity, which we need both as a society and also in the media we consume. So as I was saying before we started recording, like my intention in coming into this podcast we is we'd each come up with our examples of like our favorite kind of fat positive characters, fat positive like films or shows. And 
it is sorely lacking within the horror genre in particular. Like that I could find hardly none, like hardly any. And that was really disappointing. But I think that's why this conversation we're going to be having today is a really important one to have because we do need to put fat positive positivity on the forefront and it needs to be something that's just in the general conversation at all times but i want to know just in general uh both of you and you can decide who goes first but is there an example of a fat positive character out of any genre and doesn't have to be on screen it can be literary as well is there a character that is an example of fat positivity that you love and what is it that you love about the character Nora. <laughs> so I actually, between us first discussing that question and the recording of this podcast, I found one in horror. <laughs> it was very exciting. Um, I thought that the character of Indy in uh, Gretchen Felker Martin's Man was a great uh, fat character. Um, she obviously she had issues due to her weight, but a lot of it was based on the reality of the world around her, as opposed to being character faults or seen as being like a fault. But she was also still a good character. She was still a desirable character. She obviously wasn't a perfect character. Every character in this book was flawed, but in ways that I thought, you know, were very well done. But uh, but the flaws were not due to her fatness. So I thought she was a very good uh, example of fat positivity and horror and more of what I'd like to see. Uh, it definitely speaks volumes, though, that it was in a book that came out literally in February, as opposed to, you know, me immediately picking something up from a book not to downplay how great it was to see it in manhunt i'm just you know reiterating a mm. point about how it's so difficult to find uh fat positive representation especially in horror 100 and was there anything that stood out for yourself there nico yeah i i thought of um diet land the character plum and i haven't read the book but i did see the tv show which unfortunately got canceled and i really liked that because she was so relatable she starts out going to you know weight loss um you know groups and she's sitting in the circle and she's wearing all black and then she has these really empowering moments of just like anger and realization and you know at the when we finally see her you know come into her own it's just very relatable as somebody who kind of took that journey herself. So I really appreciate that, you know, that they showed that. And I'm, I'm bummed that I never got to like see what happened to Plum. I mean, I'm sure the book is incredible. I'll have to read it at some point. But I, I just liked how real that was, how raw that was. Um, they really didn't hold back with her. And she was a hero. You know, she was the protagonist of her story. A, a plus size, curvy, fat woman being the hero of a story. That was pretty cool. I had really, I don't think up until then, I'd really kind of seen that. I have other examples, but they're like side characters, you know. And mm. this one was, this is her story. This is a fat woman's story. So that was really amazing. Wow, I'll have to look that one up. Um, I hadn't heard of that one before, so that's another one to add to my list. Um, thank you for the recommendation. But um, I think it was something that you actually kind of like almost said there, Sonora, which I think was really interesting, but it was about how the character in that book, in Manhunt, you know, she's a fat character, but she's not a perfect character. And that was something that like kind of came into my head as I was like contrasting 
examples of fat positivity with say examples of queerness in media and it's something that I'm always kind of like grappling with and I had a similar conversation on someone else's podcast about this exact same topic but it's like I don't know what I would want more and representation on screen that is like accurate and true and positive or representation that is negative but it's still there as in like it seems like it's almost at this point where we're on screen but it's not great or we're not on screen at all and it's kind of like I'm almost in the camp of I'd rather have representation even if it's flawed and messy over none at all and I want to know what you kind of think about when it comes to like say fat characters like it might not necessarily be fully fat positive but if it's not fat phobic and fat negative they're just kind of fat characters that are there like does that count as fat positivity I want to know what your thoughts on that are like where would both of you fall under that contrasting camp yeah, I would definitely say that what would bother me more is active fat phobia, you know, mm-hmm. and so when I see fat, fat positivity, it's just because so often when a character is fat, it's that's consistently pointed out. It's like their whole narrative and it's usually pointed out in a negative way, like other characters mock them for it. They're portrayed as gross. They're, um, you know, they're the only redemption they have is if they're trying to either actively lose weight or they have low self-esteem about it. So they acknowledge that it's something wrong about themselves. So yeah, I'm not necessarily looking for like perfect fat people. In fact, you know, I want, I don't, you know, I find completely perfect characters boring. You know, I don't want to read that in my fiction, but um, I also think fat positive doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, little miss sunshine as a fat person. It's just that it means that they're just people they're showed as human and their fatness isn't what is their defining character you know it's not like you know sarah is plucky daphne is fat you know like you know like (laughs) just like more nuanced than that and then you know it's a bonus when they're like objects of desire or you know they are sought for their expertise that was another uh way that i thought indy was a positive character in manhunt because she's a a well-respected fertility specialist and so you know like very accomplished and can get these things done you know just like more to their character then and there's the fat one and there they are eating again oh no you know Mm. like things like that so uh nico i yeah, I do agree with that. And I, I hope that we're on the precipice of just having fat characters and that's it. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about this topic, I thought of like Orange is the New Black because they have tons of diversity on that show and there's, you know, fat characters and that has nothing to do with anything. They're just fat just in the, in the story um or even like ad bryant's character on girls i don't know if you remember her she had a very small role towards the end of the series and what i loved about that was again it, there was no emphasis on her body she was i think like a boss or whatever but uh, she has a little love story at the very end and i remember a scene i think i'm remembering this correctly where she's eating ice cream and it wasn't a big deal it was just like a fat woman and her boyfriend eating ice cream and I distinctly remember my brain going like I don't think I've ever seen that just a fat woman eating a dessert (laughs) 
you know, not like a yeah. salad, like a dessert and just nobody saying a word about it. And that's no, what like, I would love to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that we're not supposed to be eating ice cream unless we're sobbing over it in the refrigerator, you exactly. know, like, it's- <laughs> like to, to just, to just be out in the world eating an ice cream cone, like when was the last time any of us has seen a fat character doing that on the screen so that's that's what I I hope we're getting there I I feel like maybe we're getting there I see some fat people in commercials for some name brands um I think they're just capitalizing on fat positivity but but like you said like it's still there you know Mm. I know that they're doing it just to capitalize (laughs) on it but we're still there. There's still a fat person in jeans, you know, dancing around to a jean ad. So there's a, you know. um, I think a Gatorade ad now with a fat woman doing yoga. Um, oh. And again, it's all capitalism, but it it's was totally also refreshing to see, you know, it's yeah. that double-edged sword, but it's also refreshing to see a fat woman make doing the poses. Like they're showing that she is fit as well as fat. And, and so they're not showing her like trying to diet, which is like the only mm-hmm. time I see fat women in commercials. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> until we get to a point where we don't have commercials anymore, <laughs> I, I'm glad to see the positivity. And, 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 <laughs> exactly like you said it's that double-edged sword of like uh capitalism but hey representation so it's kind of like you know at least yeah. we're being, or two and i don't hate it <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. at least we're being you know, they see but capital in us <laughs> yeah we know what they're doing but it's better than nothing like you said i mean we're there now so exactly and i love what both of you kind of commented on as well and it was one of the things and it was about desirability in a character that's fat and like when I was like thinking of like trying to look for some positive representation was one of the ones that you actually mentioned in the email Nico but it was there was the drop of Hairspray and you know Trudy's character in Hairspray the main character and like I think I'd only seen it like once when it came out it was like almost like a brand new watch recently and it was really good. It's a fantastic film. The music is great, but also like the character is desirable. She's sexy and, but it's not in a objectifying or fetishizing way, which is often normally what you get a lot of time when it is curvier and bigger women. It's, you know, don't see the person, see the, you know, desirable fetish. And that's a problem. But with Hairspray, it was she just was desirable everything about her and I just loved that seeing a not straight-sized woman being the object of desire in a film I just thought that was great so the weird thing though watching the film was on the other hand you've got John Travolta in a fat suit so I was kind of just like it's fat positive in one way but then in another way it's like why wouldn't you just put a fat actor in that role so I'm just Especially because the original John Waters film did have a fat actor in the in the role. Mm, yeah, and but um, yes. Uh, so as I was just saying there, I I want to know what you think about the general issue of the use of fat suits in on screen, whether it's like films or TV shows. Like, would you say that that is like? a type of fat phobia that's kind of accepted when it's like almost an erasure of fat bodies. I want to know what both of you kind of think about that when you see it in a film or a show. And the reason I'm asking is both 
John Travolta in Hairspray, but also there's the upcoming Baz Luhrmann Elvis film, which I was really excited for until I realized that they're putting Tom Hanks in a fat suit. And I'm just kind of like, like you could. Yeah. So I want to know what both of you kind of think about that. Would you equate having an actor in a fat suit as fat phobia? Nico, why don't you go first? I can see you nodding along. (laughs) Yeah, so I do. I'm not a fan of the fat suit because it's never, it's, it's like, I don't know if you ever saw Shallow Hal with Gwyneth Paltrow, but they put her in like an excessively large fat suit um, or like Renee Zellweger just did a mini series on TV and they put her in a fat suit. And, and so putting thin people in fat suits so that they could just shed their fat and move on. No, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> I'm I'm really not a fan of it. I do think it's fat phobic. There are so many incredible fat actors. There's always been fat actors out there who play roles. So it's not like a lack of talent. It really is like they don't want to hire an actual fat person. So um, it's always disappointing when I see that, when I see the person being put to a fat suit. Yeah, I mean, especially because one of the reasons usually actors and actresses, but especially actresses are, are too thin for as because of pressures put on them by the studios. We're now having them a fat suit, like, oh, let's play a fat person. It's just like raising fat people that, or actual fat people at every level. But it's, yeah, it usually just leads to a lot of awkwardness too, because, you know, there, I was... Someone's went out. I want to say it was Roxanne Gay, but I'm not sure. But there was an essay about that show, um, Satiated, I think it was called. It was a really shitty show that was Netflix. I say that without having watched it, but I watched the preview about a girl who was fat and got knocked out. And because her mouth was wired shut, she lost all the weight, came mm. back hot, and was yeah, going to yeah. get revenge on everyone, which, you know, I could pull power out everything wrong with that. But, but you know, part of it was they put the thin person in a fat suit to start the show and the writer was saying like you can tell when a thin person is in a fat suit because they don't move correctly like they basically are uncomfortable walking with a fake excess of weight um you know it just becomes you you can also just tell it's fake like you, know, you can see like the prospects on half the time um you know it's one thing to wear a fake pregnancy belly if you're an actor or actress mm. you know, it's not like you just brand it on the on the quick and also um you know, I don't necessarily agree with actors having to put their bodies through extreme dieting or extreme part, but I think you should also try harder to find people who look the part instead of just finding names and then sculpting them to look like the part. Like, you know, I I, I think it's very limiting. And yeah, I do think it's a form of uh, fat phobia because it's basically saying we don't want these nasty fat bodies but we're going to put the trappings of it on this actor because like nico put so well they can just shed it afterward and be like oh so yeah it's uh it was definitely and now i'm just like again it just whenever you see it or you hear about it that's gonna happen in the film it kind of it colors your expectations like i was really excited for the baz lerman elvis film it's baz lerman it's elvis it's austin butler who's fantastic and then it was just oh tom hanks in a fat suit and just like oh great and also i love tom hanks he's like america's uncle so why are you doing that tom but (laughs) that's a digression (laughs) but um i was one of the things i was saying would be kind of like a contrast coming into this episode is that there is such a lack of big examples of fat positivity, particularly within the horror genre. And the main reason is, and the, or not the main reason, but like 
in that lack, we see the contrast of whenever there are fat bodies on screen, it's because they're being portrayed as villains and fatness equals villainy, fatness equals grotesqueness and the messaging that's sent in these type of films. So whether it's like, you know, outright horror or even like horror adjacent like sci-fi in star wars you have jabba the hut as the villain and part of what makes him evil and villain is his size and his you know grossness in the size of his body in saw four there is one of the characters that is tested is a very large fat man and Part is essentially that's part of what makes him grotesque is this large fat man was a sexual predator, but used the weight to be a sexual predator. And it's just like you could have had that harmful, you know, this is a terrible sexual predator without emphasizing on fatness equals villainy. And then in Blade, like <laughs> I could just go on and on and on. There's so many different examples. And it's just really tiring when you're looking for examples of positivity and you can't locate any or you can't find any. And I want to know what both of you kind of think about that type of messaging from whether it's a literary form or on-screen representation. But when we see that fat people, the only time they tend to be on screen is when they are the villains. I want to know what both of you think about what that messaging says, especially to impressionable people who would be young and watching it, particularly if it's, say, like a Disney film. Ursula is a villain and Ursula is fat. So I just want to know what both of you think about what that messaging sends when that's all you see on screen. I don't even think we necessarily realize it because it's so prevalent like when you really stop and like oh yeah you're right like there are so many fat villains like as a person who is fat and has been fat for you know a long time like it didn't even really sink in because it's just so accepted so it's certainly not doing anyone any favors but that the idea of what you said like fat is grotesque fat is lazy fat is terrible fat is evil those are things that have just been drilled into us from such an early age that when we see it in horror, we don't even blink anymore. It's like, of course, the villain's fat. What you, you're like, why would he be thin? Of course, because he's grotesque. Of course, that means he's going to be large or she's going to be large. I just watched um, The Green Inferno, which I don't recommend anybody watching. That was very disgusting movie. But the fat man, I mean, I would even just call him overweight. The overweight man is the first to die because he can, they're cannibals and he can feed the most people because he's the fattest. He's the plumpest. He's, you know, or um, even in Silence of the Lambs, you know, they, they mm-hmm. go for a size 14. I'm not even going to go down that little size 14 being fat, but okay. Size 14, you know, like, so we could, cause we have to, take off the skin and make a suit it has to be a big size skin so yeah I mean it's just it's everywhere and we don't I mean I don't even it took me a long time to even recognize it because it's just part of the culture so much (laughs) that Mm. it does take a little stepping back and be like oh yeah like this has been going on for a very long time 
And it just, it, it further reinforces the idea that when you see a fat body, it's incorrect or it's not, it needs to be corrected because fatness is very much a thing portrayed as something that is a choice is something that you like, um, you're doing because you're doing things incorrectly. Like, you know, even if you're not straight up evil, you are lazy or sad or depressed or don't know what foods to eat or things like that. And so that also, in addition to just how you feel as the fat viewer watching these, it reinforces uh, when people around you, even people who love you, say, you know, or think it, they get validated and saying, yes, I need to correct my child's body. I need to correct my spouse's body. I need to, you know, because this representation is showing me what fatness is. It's reconfirming, you know, it becomes like a, a, a um, like a chicken egg scenario for mm-hmm. who, you know, because it's not like, you know, media just came up with, well, we're going to tell everyone that fatness is wrong and like interfered with this fat, happy utopia. Like, no, they were reflecting stereotypes <laughs> that make it into the boardroom. But as such, it comes back and just keeps feeding into that, especially with, you know, diet culture and um, everything wrong with that. Even in, like you said, in the Disney movies, like Ursula, absolutely, the fat villain, or in um, the movie with the little robot, (laughs) what's that one? And it's like, oh, Wally. Yeah. Yeah. And you just see all the fat people, like, you know, and and that's that's hard, because when you're a kid, and you're overweight, and when you're fat, it's so hard. And so to see that in movies, and then for other children to see that, I mean, it's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's very sad. Yeah, and like, and what was frustrating, like, with the Wally film, like, because the story of that film is a really impactful story, but then it just mm-hmm. happens to have such shitty, like, oh, fat people fall over is funny. And it's just, mm-hmm. they could have had that message of the overconsumption of the heavily capitalist society of America, which is where the film was kind of mostly based around, yeah. is American society. You could have commented on that without having the humans on the ship being overly large and fat. There, what you could have just shown them constantly having the types of you know intakes of different types of overconsumption without showing fat bodies. But no, they had to show fat bodies falling over because that's a laugh. And it's just, uh, it's so tedious. Like when there's just so many ways you can tell impactful stories but everyone just resorts to what we already know. And like you said, it is that chicken and egg scenario. Where does it come from first? It just feeds into each other. And this is why, and now I think it's a good time to kind of lean into why we may, I, you both came on here, but this is why we need more fat positivity in our media. And that's why I love that the anthology, the two of you are putting together, which is Diet Riot, Fatter Punk Anthology. Stuff like that is what we need. So I want both of you to kind of talk about what your you know made you come up with the idea for the anthology what type of stories are going to be seen in it and like what you hope will be kind of I guess maybe the legacy of this anthology that once it's in the world oh it'd be nice if there was a legacy story. <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> 
Uh, the idea was really a spark because a spark out of anger is really what it was. Anger and fatigue of fighting this never ending battle of trying to just show happy fat people, fat people living their lives, fat people as main characters. And that's it. And it's just, you know, I'm very vocal about fat positivity on social media and I'm constantly dealing with trolls and constantly dealing with people asking me the same questions over and over not listening to the replies, not listening to facts and research and all this stuff. And I was just done. Like, I'm just like, like, I, I'm not even going to worry about them anymore. I'm going to worry about the people who are fat and who you know, want to see themselves in literature in good ways. Like, let's give a gift to the fat community. And that's really where it came from, you know, and me and Sonora are on the same page with that. So, um, you know, working together and putting this into the universe has been kind of a labor of love to all the people who, you know, have been told for so long that they don't fit in as is, you know, and we wanted to give them something to be like, you, you do, you are, we see you, you're valid, you're beautiful, you're here, we love you, this is for you. And you can also start in some kick-ass stories. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're going to kick a lot of ass. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. No, it, we we received a lot of great submissions. It was definitely, you know, hard to pick just 10 out of all the submissions we got. And so, you know, we, we um, hope that people will continue writing uh, characters that are fat and put them into their narratives without it necessarily being just for a themed anthology. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's something that, I plan to walk my talk a little more with that because I myself have kind of defaulted to, you know, thin characters just because that's what's in my head. And so I need to try and be better about actively including fat characters in my stories. And so, um, and yeah, I I think, I think um, people are going to find something they like in the, in this anthology. We have, um, we have like, um a I'm trying, uh, it makes it sound like I don't know what's in it but I'm just coming up with the wording we have um you know a haunted house we have uh camp we have a babysitter narratives we have um you know a baking show competition that goes wrong uh Nico do you want to describe some of the other stories yeah we have a creature feature we have roller derby I love that Um, So we have, you know, teenagers finding their way, coming of age. Um, So we have some that are just fat people in stories. And then we have some where fat people, um, you know, find their power as a fat person. So it's it's really a little bit of everything that I think that people are going to really resonate with. Hopefully. I don't know. (laughs) Fingers crossed. No, that sounds so fantastic. And both just <laughs> your messaging there, Nico, about like, you know, why you put this out into the world. I was just like, just like wanting to just like applaud everything you were saying. Cause it was just like, yes, that messaging is just fantastic. You know, just being seen, being told you're valid and beautiful is just something that everyone deserves to hear because everyone deserves to be counted. And I love that what you're putting out into the world is going to tell some people that and it's fantastic and also just with the stories that as you said it's going to be a little bit of everything which is great too because I think that's what really comes down to the best type of positive uh, you know representation whatever type of minority group it is what type of whatever you're trying to represent if it's a bit of everything because if it all is one type of story then it kind of becomes almost 
reductive and if you're telling multiple types of stories that all have the same central theme of hey there's a fat person in this story that's great more the merrier i say and in the same vein like you know the exact same with uh queer stories there's no one type of queer story all the queer stories are good and same with all the fat stories and i'm so delighted that this is something coming out into the world and i think that's a good message of hope to kind of be ending on after like talking about all the negativity that exists with because like i'm a huge horror fan it's my favorite genre of like you know both when it comes to probably literary fiction but also on-screen fiction it's just the one genre that i've always felt safe in and that's probably because of my queerness i've always if you know related to the other the socialized other that's just what i've always you know seen myself in so it's my favorite genre and it's always pained me that it's one genre that could be better for certain types of people and it isn't when it comes to fat people which is really frustrating because they're fat people are people so there's so many different types of stories you can tell and i just want more horror films that have fat characters in main roles that aren't there just because they're fat fatness just happens to be a part of who they are same as queer characters that's what i want more the merrier but i think that's a good place to kind of start to tie it off so i want to once again um my plan is to release this episode this bonus episode on the 21st of june which is the date that the anthology is going to be released so for people who are listening where can people find the anthology is it going to be in print ebook what's the way of people being able to source the anthology Yes, you should be able to find it at most online retailers, definitely Amazon, Nook, Apple, Kobo. Uh, you could also order it, uh, ebook at least through your library. It is available through Overdrive and will be publishing to Hoopla soon. Um, we have submitted it through Amazon paperback and it will it should be available in expanded distribution as well. I know from my experience before that sometimes it takes a little while to show up in all search engines but hmm. my advice would be please look for it and also if you are a bookseller or book bookstore looking to stock it feel free to contact either me or nico on twitter and i can at least send you the isbn number uh to make it easier to find if it's not readily showing up elsewhere uh but yes it should be available through all of major retailers i definitely recommend checking indiebound and bookshop.org uh but and it will also be available on amazon amazing thank you so much like uh, everyone that is listening to this go forth and purchase this anthology and support these two fantastic people and just support more fat stories but before i let both of you go i want to just kind of ask you what type of either in literary fiction or on screen and but what type of fat characters or fat positive stories do you want to see in the future like what type of stories do you want to see more of is there a particular kind of like genre or type of character what would you like to see that you know you feel is lacking currently see more fat protagonists in general but I think we touched a little bit on like fat romances I would like to see more of that I feel like that's been looked over for far too long just people falling in love fat romances yeah I'll go with that 
I agree, and I'll also add the uh, add that more uh, fat people in in sexy situations as well show their bodies as desirable. Um, you know, obviously, there's ways to do that aren't just sex, but uh, you know, as mm-hmm. someone who reads, consumes, writes, and enjoys uh, sexual content, like I, I would ask for that as well because thin bodies do tend to steal the spotlight in that regard. Um, but I, adding to that, I also would like to see more fat action heroes you know mm, who are yes doing their thing and making it work i mean the closest i've seen to that yes. is melissa mccarthy mm-hmm. uh in both spy and the heat which are great movies but you know this is one actress there are many mm. more and i'm sure you could find an action star that can kick ass and is also fat yeah no definitely and also just melissa mccarthy is just fantastic but also as well mm-hmm. those films you mentioned are action but they're also comedy action which i feel yeah. like melissa mccarthy's mm-hmm. been pigeonholed i want to see just you know i want to see you know <laughs> top gun with fat people yeah. you know i want to see yeah, wouldn't that be a- great? <laughs> give me fat ripley that's what i want here. oh yeah oh, there you yes go. <laughs> that'd be yeah. fantastic but that actually yeah. reminds me one of the examples of positive representation that i did see which is a comic book but the faith comic book by jody hauser is again fantastic comic book but it's literally just a fat superhero faith is just this fat character who is a superhero flies around in you know a cape and everything and fights crime and just happens to be fat and it's a fantastic story and i just want more of that but also as on-screen representation as well, because unfortunately, like, you know, everyone gets their representation from different mediums. So, you know, if, if, if it's only in one type of medium that you're getting good positive representation and it's lacking elsewhere, well, then that's still not where we need to be. So every medium, if we're all getting that type of positivity, that's what we're looking for and that's what we want. And that's what I hope we'll get to. And one closing note, actually, just again reminded me when you were talking about wanting to see fat bodies and fat people in more kind of sexy settings and stuff like that and um, there is and um, it's based off an erotica and um, asa akira is a famous porn star who put together a series of erotica one of the stories submitted was by a fat and porn actress and basically that actress ended up starring in the film that was the basis of that story and it's essentially a story that has the protagonist in it is Carla Lane if anyone doesn't and consume sexual content Carla Lane is a fat porn star and is fantastic and gorgeous and a brilliant person but that character is desirable and not in a fetishizing way. It's just because of who she is as a person. And it's a really, really well done story by the studio Pure Taboo for anyone that's interested. Anyway, that was just something when you mentioned sexy settings that popped into my head. But I think that sounds like a good place to tie us off on, again, a message of hope and wanting to see more fat positive stories in the media. So before I let you go, where can people find you on social media if you want to be found? Uh, you could find me at Nico Bell Fiction on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I have a website, NicoBellFiction.com. I'm just, I'm there. Come find me. Come say hi. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, I'm at Sonora Writes. On Instagram, I'm at Sonora Taylor. You can also visit me at SonoraTaylor.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. And again, listeners, 
Seek Out Diet Riot, a Fatter Punk anthology when it releases on the 